Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus. You are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and back by popular demand, our friend, Toby Moyle. Toby, welcome back to the Lone Officer Podcast. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yeah, it's been a minute or a year. Yeah, it's been a while. It's like a time warp this last couple of years for me anyways. Yes. For for those that don't know, and maybe you just now recently have found us on Spotify, Apple or or YouTube and you're digging what we do. Topi was one of our first ever guests and she did a double episode where we actually asked her to stick around and we did back to back episodes. That's right. Uh, But Toby's a friend of mine. We've been friends for well over the past decade, going on two decades. Uh, We both started our careers in the mortgage industry about the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, And they each took different directions. You went into executive leadership way quicker than I did. I kind of got there by default, kind of. Um, And today you dedicate your life through your company, Life is a Ladder, to coaching business men and women and coaching entrepreneurs on everything from how to scale their business on how to be better leaders. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, because I figured once I learned so many of these things, those basic leadership tenets and skills, I wanted to pay it forward. And if I could figure out a way to make a living doing exactly that, then, you know, that would be a true blessing. So that's what I get to do every day with my company. So So your company is Life is a Ladder. That's right. And you have been running that full time for how long now? It's so been three years, Gosh, time five flies. years. I yeah, know. Uh, Mid two thousand eighteen. So yeah, what is that? A few years. Well, you're now. going on four five years. years. Yeah, it's going on. You're eighteen, four years. You're yeah, going on four, four years. years. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. going on four years, which I'm sure has been a whirlwind. Like anyone who's been. tuned in long enough, I'm sure you can attest to this. The first two years are pretty cruddy, right? In terms of. Anything they're exciting, mm-hmm. but you don't have your clientele built up just yet. You're probably still figuring out your your exact place. That's right. In the market. Um, and the first two years is typically when people would quit or they would fail or they would give up, which you didn't do because you're now going on year four. So congrats on that. Thank you. What have you been up to like the past 12 months? Like what, what is life as a ladder all about? And, and what does your work schedule throughout the months, the quarters and the year look like? Yeah. To give the audience a good like? perspective. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so as a coach, right, as coach the moniker I use that um, and certainly I do coach people in, a, in that capacity I'm really a consultant you said that uh, right before we went on air and that's really kind of how I would describe if we're just sitting around with friends you know it's really I'm a consultant because my my role might look different to different organizations but my schedule looks like I work with companies and I will face off in tandem work with the leader so it's the CEO it's the general manager it's the owner of the company they bring me in kind of as a a, a, a pinch hitter or a fixer or a fractional leader that they can, you know, I can come in for a set period of time and help them to make a move in their organization. So it might be we want to grow our team. It might be, Toby, I have a couple producers that I'd like your assistance to help me as the leader to work on my skills so I can then help these two producers to do more. Um, yeah, you know, just to, to help them kind of improve their leadership skills, not to imply that they don't already have great leadership skills, but I, you and I certainly agree you can always do better. And it's there's a real value whenever you have someone from the outside perspective mm-hmm. looking in at your business. So we have our own bias, right, and our own Correct. lens that we see ourselves through. So um, if you've ever thought, man, it'd be kind of interesting to see uh, what someone else thinks of me and kind of a disinterested, if you will, third party. And that and that's I work with some very top producers, both in real estate and in mortgage as well. And so um, that's exactly what I'll do. So I'll come in and obviously, as you can probably imagine, that can be a, a, a very delicate dance to come in, even though someone's paying you to give them that feedback. 
it's a delicate thing to say, hey, Dustin, here's what we're seeing. You know, here's what I see, right? And, and it, that's where the real coaching comes in because it's a lot of asking questions and helping you through a thought process so that you come up with the solutions. Yeah, no, I remember one of my favorite um, mental health therapists. I'm a huge mental health person. Yeah. I, I think we should do more of that as a society. I think we should Thousand talk agreed. about it. Mm -hmm. I think we should brag about it yep. as a society. Agreed. So I'm going to brag on my dude, Jesse. But one thing Jesse had to tell me early on is you're not paying me to be your friend. Yes. And I was like, ooh, okay. So yeah. that means you're going to say some things that are going to hurt, right? He's right. like, only because it's my job. That's right. And that's what you're paying me to do. That's right. Right? Yeah, you get to come in. I love the the analogy pinch hitter. Mm -hmm. Like you're like a pinch hit partner or yes. an adjunct coming in. Like, yep. hey, look, yep. um, you're the secret weapon sometimes. That's right. Um, and you're usually in and out, right? Six, 12 months typically. And, that's right. And, and, yeah. and the goal is that they don't need you. That's exactly right. Yeah, I want to teach them. I mean, the old cliche, right? You know, I want to teach them to fish versus giving them a fish. And nothing wrong with there's certainly a, a million ways to skin the cat and, and to work on your professional and personal development. I have just found with me, you said something that was very uh, interesting and on point for, for me particularly, which is I'm um, just by nature, I'm just a very kind, empathetic kind of a person. And it can very easily, and I do think there again, not ever to make conversations just about male or female, but partly because I'm a female, there's just a maternal kind of an instinct, I think, that goes on that we really can be vested emotionally with our clients. And so I can become that friend zone. So almost to protect myself and my clients, I want to come in and out. I want there to be a, a start time and a finite end time so that we're working on something. Our time is limited. Let's get it going. You know what I mean? And keep us on a real tight schedule so that it doesn't fall into that kind of complacency of like, oh, there's Toby, she's my buddy. Um, Cause that can, that can, like I said, admittedly that can happen. So it doesn't happen when the way that I do it. So I was, that was like one of the few very smart things that I yes. did from the very beginning is I kind of knew I had a tendency from my leadership uh, years in, in corporate America. I had that tendency to sometimes get too personally invested in uh, people that were in my direct report. And I thought if I did this on my own, which of course I, I ended up doing, uh, if I do this on my own, I'm going to have some stop gaps put in there. So there's some, some uh, bumpers on this whole relationship thing. So like, I'm not going to go to your baby shower. I'm not going to, I care about you, but like yeah. you're like, you're, you're, yeah, you're yours. my client. You're, you're, my you're client. paying yeah. me to do something yeah. and bring value to you. That's right. Um, you mentioned corporate America, your LinkedIn profile for anyone that would look Toby Moyle up would show me, yeah, you work for, for, for some of the largest organizations in our country, Wells Fargo, JP Morgan Chase. So yeah, you've, you, you, you got some clout. Yeah. You have, you have, you have, you have some, some experience behind you. I think it's good for anyone to know because yeah. people are, are tuning in like, well, what you, what's this that's, lady doing? What does she know? You, you're also designated through John Maxwell. That's right. right? You're yep, a, yep. a what, what is it? what's the certification? It's well, a John Maxwell certified. Yeah. The, so you're what what you do is you go through a course, and John Maxwell is a um, an author who's written about eighty books on the topic of leadership. About just about eighty. Eighty exactly right. <laughs> Good for him. And so uh, so anyways, you can go through his curriculum and then uh, become certified so that you can actually go out and do seminars or do speaking engagements with his content using his content you know legally you can do that and so how long that, does that take or how long um, did it take you it when you took did me it a, it took me a week when i did it okay. before and i think they have shorter programs now and okay. it's great because it's you know it's a little personal development as well while you're there so it's really great yeah but my corporate america um career you know that spanned a couple decades i just climbed the proverbial corporate mm -hmm. ladder as you said started uh, from went, the bottom now i'm here that's right so what it was a producing uh, loan officer and then went into a a non-producing manager role and then just kept kind of climbing the ladder. I joked that I was 
I don't know. I felt like that that's what I was just supposed to do. And there's mm. nothing wrong with that, certainly. I just, just felt like once I kind of got to a certain rung on that corporate ladder that I just always had an entrepreneurial spirit and I just kind of wanted to do my own thing. And so uh, that's what I did a few years ago. But um, I also thought. And it's kind of like you climbed. Yes. And you climbed and you climbed. Then you got really close to the sun, like Icarus. You're like, oh, wow, this burns. <laughs> this is no fun. I need to well, like climb back down because it's more fun. Yeah. So, somewhere, yeah, yeah. somewhere not that close make, to the top. Make my own letters, uh, sort of speak, right? That's a yeah. play on words. But, um, you know, I thought, and this is not there again, certainly no indictment on the organizations that I worked for, some Fortune 50 uh, financial institutions, but they they even did not have a lot of development built in, leadership development, professional development built into those organizations, at least in our business line, in retail lending, the mortgage division. And so I just always thought, you know, you kind of had to figure it out on your own. They'd have a couple days every few years uh, around <laughs> leadership. And it's, very, it's uber important, I think, whether you're listening and you're in a leadership role now or um, you're not. You certainly work for someone, right? That, that's up the up the food chain a little bit. And I think um, I think we'd all agree it's very important that the people that are leaders have some great skills, whether they were naturally born to be bent to be just a, a little bit better of a leader than some others. I still say I don't care how good you naturally, quote unquote, are. Uh, we can all improve. And like any skill, singing I like to use as kind of a, a, a metaphor. Because there's some people that are born with just a wonderful voice. I heard JC has a great voice. He can sing for us later, maybe. No. Um, but, you know, some people have just a great voice. Those people still have singing yes. lessons, oh, writing crazily. Singing vocal co coaches, and they always improve. So um, I think it's a similar um, thing with uh, skill with leadership. Oh, I 100%. Think, you know. And let's, I kind of want to focus on that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's focus today on leadership. It's something you're passionate about, it's something that, that you spent the past four years solely. Yeah working on, but really you have 20 year uh, uh, track record leading up to the, um, the culmination of where you are today in, in your career. What does it mean to you to be a leader? To me, it's a lot of things, but I think for me, it's caring about something else bigger than yourself. So it could be the team, it could be a, a company goal, it could be an individual, but it's putting others ahead of yourself. And it might be that sometimes those goals are aligned. And so by helping the team, it's also helping you. That, that's great. But it means that you're willing to and, and can put others others uh, above you. So caring that much. I know where I stand on this, but I want to get your take on yeah. it. Yeah. Can anyone be a leader? So um, I, there again, I think some people are born maybe more leaders. I think anyone can be a leader. Sure, I do. I would say yes. I think some are going to care more and maybe have a, you know, a, a heart for that more. What do you think? You don't think? No, I would agree. Yeah. It's like asking, can anyone be a runner? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Sure, yeah. you can be a runner. Now, you might not be a fast runner. Yeah. You might not be an elite runner. But if you wanted to say, I'm going to be not just a runner, mm -hmm. can anyone be a marathon runner? I would say yes. Yeah. If there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. But it doesn't mean everyone's going to be great. Agreed. Right? But you can finish that damn race. Agreed. If you needed to, you could finish it. You'd right. find a way. Uh, there's people out there in wheelchairs who find a way to mm -hmm. complete marathons. Yeah. Right? There are there are fathers with, with crippled children who find a way to finish mm -hmm. while carrying said crippled child. I've seen them on ESPN. It's yeah. an amazing, heartfelt story. You're so you know? Right. So it's like, yes, I, I do. But I do believe that, yes, some people... We'll have a, a higher drive, a mm -hmm. higher desire. 
but I wouldn't want anyone tuned in because our, our audience spans. It's 18 to 80. It is all walks of life. And that's how we like it because we really want to bring topics that should be taught in high school, but aren't taught in high school to the masses mm. to be enjoyed, consumed, shared, liked, et cetera. Yep. And leadership to me, is just one of those, whether it's, it's, well, what does it mean for me to be a leader? Mm. Right? Cause if I'm a school teacher, it may mean one thing. If I'm a student, it may mean one thing. That's right. If I'm a branch manager, it, it could mean one thing. Or sometimes as my buddy, uh, T Shane Johnson taught, it's a combination of everything. Yeah. I once asked T Shane, well, what are you? Are you like the guy who almost died on the table three times? Are you the guy who has the push-up champion? Are you the mortgage lender? Are you the ex-Marine? And I loved his answer because he was like, I'm all, all of, of it. it. Right. I'm never not one of those things. Yeah. So you can be a leader. Now, how you lead may change, I guess. Sure. You know, like, hey, I'm going to use these tactics today because I'm in this setting. I'll use other tactics tomorrow when I'm in a whole different, whole different setting. So um, maybe we can talk about some tactics mm -hmm. of, of how we can work out our leadership skills. Mm -hmm. I work out, like think of exercise, our leadership skills. And also, how do we know if we're working mm. under or for a good leader? Because something that, that John and I talk a lot about is when people are out interviewing for their next career, mm -hmm. whether it's in pharmaceutical sales, whether it's, it's um, to be a mortgage loan originator or commercial realtor, whatever, right? I think you should be interviewing, yes, for the job that's available, but also with you being the person who is under the microscope, you should be able to flip the script a little bit mm. and make sure you only go work for Absolutely. a good leader. Yep. So okay. um, where should we start on this one, Toby? Should we start with how can I exercise my leadership skills or should we start with how do I know I'm working for a good leader? Yes. Or, well, so I like the first, but okay. I will caveat this by saying um, if you're not in a, a leadership role, i.e. Uh, you don't have a team underneath you, maybe you don't even ever care about building a team or, or taking that next position. At yeah, your, you are solopreneur. You're totally fine. Yeah, yep. there's no um, – I think when I was younger, I thought that it was like you had to kind of keep going to the next thing. Um, that's just me. So I just think if someone's listening and they think, oh, I've been doing this a long time and what's next – it's, you just have to really ask yourself some, you know, be honest with yourself and ask some, some, some hard questions about what you really, what, I don't know, what's life all about, not to get too like esoteric, right? But what do you really want out of your, your life? I mean, there's no right way to do something, I think. Um, I was very happy. There was different uh, positions that I held over that tenure at the bank that uh, I was happier in some roles that on the hierarchy chart were not as high, right? You know, some of those yeah. those lower roles, if you will. Those were some of my happiest times looking back where I was the most fulfilled and felt great. So there's that. And then the other caveat I would say is, um, you know, you can, you certainly, you're right, you can improve. I think we are all leaders in different capacities in our life. So even now, and if you're a loan officer, I believe there's someone that's always going to kind of take the the front leadership role in that transaction. So I don't think leadership is such an interesting thing because I think there's just this there again from my perspective this like mystique around it. There's like all these like charts and levels and all these different authors and experts that have like done all this stuff around leadership and I think it comes down to just some some core things about there again caring and communicating and I'll kind of share a couple little um, ingredients into okay. that recipe, if you will. But I think it, it impacts us all. And it might be that you are 
uh, the, the most um, uh, least experienced, the newest person in your office. But in a given situation, you might be the leader in that situation because you came from another inst- place, another mortgage company, for instance, and there everyone's really curious about how you did something at that other organization. You can lead through that discussion, if that makes sense. So, yeah, so don't, you know, we all, we all, all of these traits in this whole conversation, I think, um, can definitely help everybody in their life and in their career, no matter what their position. Yeah, I could not agree more. I mean, and, and as you said, sometimes you lead with your attitude. Right. You may be the least oh, experienced sure. person, but if you have the best attitude going into a situation, especially in a group setting, you very much have mm-hmm. established yourself as a leader yeah. um, because you're the attitude leader. That's right. And someone's always going to be the leader. So as human beings, psychologically, there's just going to be someone that's going to, you know, if you're in a group of 10 people next time and you're all going to make a decision on where to go for dinner or where to go after dinner, whatever, someone's going to finally come up with an idea and everyone's going to kind of fall in line. That's just how it works. And so uh, just because you might not be the, the, the manager of your office or what have you, uh, don't, you know, don't think that you don't, your, your opinion doesn't matter. So I think caring for me is a big one. I already said it, but I think having a, a, a heart to, and care, uh, con- genuine concern for others to me is a big ingredient in the, in being a great leader. Well, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. Cause there's le- leadership, I guess we could quantify it. So there's bad leadership. Yes. There's also good leadership and a bad leader can make people do things. But do they make people do things willingly? Right. And do they make them do it in a manner that they're going to give their best quality or put their best foot forward? Right. You know, I can make all of you want to go with me to go get oysters right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're not happy about my decision, then what type of leader was I? Right. Yes, I was a leader. So let's preface. We yeah. don't talk about good leadership. Yes. We do right. not want to talk about bad leadership. Let's talk about good leadership. And I think what we've already figured out in the caveat we have is all of us. Yes have opportunities in our daily lives to be leaders. Yes. Period in the story, regardless of age, sex, race, where you are in your career or what profession yep. you operate within. Yes. You can be a leader. So then let's ask you, the leadership expert, what is what are some some tactics that we all can can use to exercise our leadership skill set? Is it whether it's a, a mindset, whether it's a book to read, whether it's mm-hmm. just some cues we should pick up on, whether it's our behavior or other people's behavior, to to make sure that we are yeah. working on every single day, getting 1% better, as James Clear says, and and becoming effective good leaders. Yes, so care, um, you know, is is that one of those things that's hard to quantify, right? How do you measure how, how, how much someone cares? Mm-hmm. I can tell you I care a lot about you, Dustin, but do I show that, which is the next kind of ingredient that I look for. So I'll work with a new client, and I'm going in and, and looking in these kind of five categories, the care that that leader shows to their team um, in, in how they act, right? How they speak to them. But the, the second ingredient after care is, is communication skills. Okay. So you can have the best intention for someone or for the, the goal. You really want to achieve that. But are you communicating well? And so I think to be a great leader, to practice great leadership skills, is to also be a great communicator. And it's one of the things that I spend looking back now over the past few years, uh, it's one of the things as a consultant that I spend the most time on with my clients is their communication skills. Everything from their delivery, how they, but actually literally how they communicate. Do you go as far as diving deep with your clients on teaching them some yeah. basics of communication skills? What, what are some of those? I'm curious. Yeah, so uh, it's everything from your delivery, your stature, how you actually you know show up. Um, but it's also your attitude and, and how it's perceived. So 
I'm a big believer in 360s and going in and, and actually surveying all of the people in the organization, whether it's two people or 200, you know, depending on what they're able to do, because they're, again, we see things one way. So they might say, oh, that I communicate very well with my team. Everyone knows that we're trying to achieve double the volume next year. They know that. And then I'll go out and right talk to some of the people. They're like, oh, no, we had, we, that's a, we've never heard yeah, that. First I heard that. Yeah, oh, we heard that. But they changed the goal a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, and by the way, so if you're, you mentioned a minute ago, uh, how do you know if you work for one of these leaders, right? What are some of the cues? That would be one. And it's not only enough to know that, to identify, yes, maybe my leader is not a great communicator. Maybe they don't care about me, as Dustin and Toby are saying. What do you do with that information? That's tough. It's tough, right? We spend a lot of time um, with our with our coworkers and with our leaders. It's it's a big part of your life, and so I'm a big believer in finding a way that you're comfortable with. Um, and I get that that's such a as I say the words, and I just can imagine somebody like yeah, right. That's a way that's comfortable. I'll be you know I'll be ostracized, right? They'll hate me. There are ways you just have to be creative or be smart about it. Um, but there are ways to make sure that you're communicating that you need more from your, your leader. I think there is a little bit of an onus on uh, a team member when they're seeing that bad leadership. Try, try, you know, I mean, you could really change someone's life and you don't obviously come with a nice attitude, but if it's as simple as Dustin, you're my manager, my leader, um, and you keep changing the goals and I'm a loan officer and, now I could say, you know, I'm just not really, if you do me a favor, it would really help me to understand what are, what are my goals? What are we trying to achieve here as, as a company? Or what, what is the directive right now? Because you've changed it a few times on me and it helps me to understand things when it's a little bit more clear. So, so. are you adding in things like one minute management or sure. hud- daily huddles? Yeah. Um, are you everything from, hey, get off of email and have face to faces? Are these certain tactics mm-hmm. that, that you have found to be tried and true and still working today um, or, yeah. or, or other common mistakes people are, are making right now in their communication skills that if you could, if you could stop one thing, mm. what was the one thing you would, you would say that you see that you're like, Hey, stop doing that. Yep. Stop doing that because that's going to make you a bad communicator. Yeah. You're- I think it's assuming that you understand what people heard. Um, I think there's a years ago, someone, um, I heard someone say at a workshop or something, a seminar, they said, you know, there's there's nothing quite as powerful as two human beings both walking away from a conversation and both being crystal clear that they heard the same thing. And it's tough there again because mm-hmm. we all have a lot going on and we hear things, the same exact thing sometimes. We hear it differently. And we all have our own bias. And we all have our own bias. Yes. And there's a lot to unpack there, right? And so there's not one strategy, but yes, 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 all of those things that you mentioned, all those so tactics. So more, more face-to-face. When you manage someone, do a one-minute manage. Don't wait a year. Absolutely. Like, no, don't don't wait a minute. Like, spend one minute. Let them know what was great, what wasn't great, and what's a corrective action. Then move on. Yep. Um, get off of email and text if, as much as you can uh, and, and get face-to-face. Yeah. It's funny, like I was asking communication tactics and we just had on my buddy, Renee Rodriguez, and his new book just dropped, Amplify Your Influence. Mm, And I would encourage everyone to go buy that book because Renee teaches, even me still today, things like, well, I I gave a keynote presentation. He's like, dude, you made love to your water bottle the whole time. (laughs) Now that's only something Renee and I would ever pick up on because outside of the public, you would have picked up on it too. Oh, my left hand was in my pocket and I literally had that water bottle and it was like my crutch (laughs) for like 20 solid minutes. Yep. 
Um, but no, but he teaches things, everything from your cadence. Yes. And I know Chris Voss in his book, Never Split the Difference, talks about cadence, yep. talks about tone, yeah. everything from where's your belly button facing? That's right. Where's their belly button everything, facing? How you use your hands, yes. right? All of it. Yes. yes. Your, um, your hands should be waist. Yeah. To mouth. Yeah. That's that's the friend zone. If it's if it's below that's your right. waist, then you're you're turning people off. If it's above your mouth, you're turning people off. And that's right. And then you have the video. So you add on if you're talking about leading uh, Zoom calls or doing videos. So there's the whole element of that. So yes, there's a there's a lot of things. And and by the way, there's not a one thing. There again, it's not like you have to talk like this or walk like that or you know, oh no, now I can't carry a water bottle, you know, have my water yeah. bottle up there. I think you there's a lot to be said for being um, being yourself, being authentic. Um, and that's why the care is to me yeah. the biggest thing. Cause if people understand that your intention, uh, is good and I might've mentioned before, but one of my favorite quotes is, you know, we judge our ourselves based on our intentions and we judge others based on their actions, uh, because that's all we can judge them on. We don't, we're not inside someone's head. And so I think it's, um, you know, it's, you just have to be yourself, but also, yeah, get, check in and have someone, uh, it could be a mentor. It doesn't have to be a formal consultant that you hire. It could be asking some people that you trust that, that you care, that you know, care about you and saying, Hey, yeah, give me a critique on this. You know, I just go back and watch your zooms, go back and read your last 20 emails. That's a fun little exercise is when I'm working with a client, a new client, I'm like, pull up your, your last emails with your team. I'd like to see some communication and just see, and even them reading it. Like you yes. said, we don't even, they'll read it and be like, there's no way I just went in, you know, did yeah, said yeah, that. Yes, did, you did. Yeah, yes. you did, right. And a lot is lost in in that kind of communication. So well, especially if you type like me, and I, I my brain works faster than my than my keyboard or yep. my fingers do. Yep. And I'm like, wait, well, doesn't even make sense. Oh, I, I left three words out, yep. and those could have been keywords like the word not. Yes. Right. right. Important. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I do want to do dinner with you tomorrow at <laughs> 9 p.m. Oh shit! I meant I do not want to do dinner with you. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad you're mentioning 360. Um, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if John even knows this, but I was recently accepted to be in the MBA's Future Leader Program oh, up, up at uh, through the National Mortgage Bankers Association. That's so I great. I get to go up to yeah, thank you. I get to go big. to D.C. in April. Then I get to go yep. to Gettysburg in June. Then I'll be in Nashville. I'm in a group of there's just like 28 yes, of us. Yes, that's a big honor. That's a yep, big deal. Yep. And um, but one of the things I have to do before April, besides read a book, which thank God I'm in that mode right now because I'm all 75 hardening it again. But it's um. It's I have to send out this survey to there five people. Yeah, I'm already cringing, Toby. I'm already like, oh God, I gotta yeah. send this thing out because I know the feedback's for the betterment of right. my prof me becoming a good professional and a better person. But you know, the truth hurts sometimes. Yeah. So okay, I want to be a good leader, a yes. good leader. Yep. I first need to care. Yeah. So my decisions, my thoughts, I should be able to ask myself, well, do I care? Mm -hmm. Am I showing them that I care? Showing it. Right. Am, am I showing it that I that I care? Yeah. That I need to be an effective communicator. Yes. And that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm -hmm. But I think the encouragement for the audience, start studying communication. That's right. Start reading books or going to workshops or going to seminars that teach you how to effectively communicate. I'll give you one of my favorite little nuggets right now for people taking notes at home. Yep. Write your emails as if you're giving instructions to an eight-year-old. Oh, that is a good one. If, if like your that. email is littered with three line sentences, stop. We want to give specific instructions. Right. This is not IKEA furniture, right? Which is the worst instructions. Yes. No, let's act like you're talking to it to a eight-year-old who's taking care of your house, your dogs, and and your cats for the next week by him or herself. What would those instructions look mm. like? Like my my That's wife, especially good. when our babies were little, 
you should have seen the laundry list. I'm talking a novel she would write to her mom or my mom. Her, her mom raised three children. My mom raised two. But when we were leaving our kids with them, she, you would have thought that neither one of those ladies ever raised kids. Yeah. And God forbid, Toby, you watch our dog for the weekend because you're going to get like a whole book. <laughs> on. So, But I, I use that That's in awesome. jest and lovingly. No, but when we're talking about being good communicators, as a leader in an industry, mm-hmm. what I have found and what I've taught other people in my organization to do is, look, you need to talk to me as if I'm eight years old mm-hmm. and you're giving me instructions. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's my one tip. Well, and nonverbal as well. So as a leader, people are, if you're in a leadership role, especially, literally, right, you're leading a team or you have two LOAs that work for you, your nonverbal is also important. So what you prioritize, how you show up. I have a, a client not too long ago that um, I started working with, and he said, I really like everyone. This is um, where everyone comes into the office, and it's a customer-facing office. They have a lot of walk-in type of business. And he said, ah, the, the dress code, you know, everyone's really gotten kind of lax over these last couple of years with how they're dressing. Oh, and Jesus, it went from, don't get me started. It went from, like, business casual to – jeans and a blazer to sweatpants and now it's like straight up like mowing the lawn clothes yeah i'm like just came in yes like shaving is it moving day is this today moving day it's bad he's like i'm pretty he's like i'm a casual guy but this is like going really to the extreme well guess what so i i started sometimes when they're when i'm able to physically spend a few days with that client i did in their office and what i saw was the leader was pretty darn casual themselves. So when I first met with them, they were kind of dressed up because they were meeting me for the first time. Then afterwards, I'm like thinking, well, those look look like you mowed your lawn as well on the third day I was there. So you have to lead by example. I mean, yes. these are some of these kind of cliche, you know, things we heard. But it's heard. the truth. But it's so true. It so if it's not truth. important to you, um, then I, how do you expect it to be important? So enough people who have tuned in enough are tired of listening to me say this, but I'm going to say it com- just uh, until I'm dead, <laughs> good measure, yeah. look good, feel good, feel good, play good, period. Get up mm-hmm. every morning, put on your uniform and go to work. Yeah. I don't wear a blazer in slacks at my house, mm-hmm. but I do when I'm at work because that's my uniform. Right. And that's when I feel the best. That's when people take me the most serious. Now, another thing about appearance, there used to be a time that I, well, I am still six foot two, but there was a time I was six foot two, 240 pounds and yeah. like was all into powerlifting. Yeah. You take that. And you take a bald head and you throw a goatee on it. That's one mean looking person. Yeah, yeah. I had to learn to <laughs> smile. Right. Right. Like, yeah, like you, I had these really yeah. awesome dimples. Thanks. I have to yeah. show people those dimples. Cause if not, it's like, well, that dude's mean. You're right. You're like who wants You're to right. do business with a mean person? Yeah, who wants to be smile. led by a mean person? Yep. So, so for right. me, eye contact and smiling yes. because I had to luckily through my little transformations over the past couple of years, I slimmed down a little bit. Um, took off, took off the goatee, grew the full beard, didn't change my height, at least not yet. I'm getting older, so I'm sure I'm shrinking, but no, it's like that, those minor of details that matter. That's the difference sometimes between good and great is do you recognize as much as, oh crap, I'm, I'm intimidating to some people just based on my appearance. When I again, how are you perceived, to. right? Yeah. How are you, how well, are you literally? And perception is reality. That's right. Yep. That's right. As you said, I loved, I loved what you said. Um, I see myself based on my, yeah, my, so is it my thoughts, your intentions, like my intentions. Yeah. You, yeah, you yeah. judge yourself based on your intentions. Cause you're like, well, that's, I might not have said, you know, yeah. I didn't say it right, but I meant this, but that's what you know. So that's how you judge yourself. 
but you judge others based on their actions. Which means I'm being judged ju- right. by my actions. That's right, right. Yeah, so if my actions are a non-smiling, non-eye contact person, that's right. I'm judged that way. That's right. All right, so, cool. Yeah, so um, the other is empowering others. Oh, I so, love that word. Yes. Love it. The con- you know, it's a kind of counterintuitive type of thing as a leader, I think sometimes um, maybe in the old leadership manuscripts, you would think that, you know, it's a powerful power thing, right? And it's a, I'm the leader and my way or the highway. And I, at least for me, and there's some leaders like that, but they're going back to the bad, what I would call poor leadership skills. I do not think it should be like that. I think it should be a lot more inclusive and including that it should be empowering others, giving away actually the power and bringing others up, right? Helping them to empower them to make decisions. You ever heard of Starbucks? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is a little company. Yeah. You know, like every hundred yards, there is That's one. Right. That's, yeah, yes. you have one, right? A yes. new one, right? Yeah. Do you drink Star? Are you a big Starbucks guy? I'm a coffee guy. Yes. And nice. luckily for me, I'm not a coffee snob. Okay. So that Keurig generic brand from Costco yes. tastes the same yes. as a, and I drink black coffee. Ah, uh, so, so yeah. So like, I don't do the that. whole. Macchiato, caramel, yeah, double yeah. macchiato with the whipped cream and all the stuff, the good stuff. Although, yeah, I, I wish I remembered this name. JC, do you remember the name of that Cuban restaurant we went to? Okay, so. Cafe Con Leche or whatever. No, no, we, oh, we're, okay. we're down in Fort Lauderdale with Rene Rodriguez. And Rene treats us to, uh, he's he, he's of Cuban descent. So, oh, he's, yeah. so he loves being in South Florida because he's originally from like most of his time is spent in, in Minneapolis. So yeah, Cubano, you get some Cubano. So he takes us to this Cuban restaurant. We weren't even in Miami. We were still in yeah. Fort Lauderdale. Oh, still, yeah. lights out, but I had a, a Cuban coffee at the end of my meal. Sweet, right? Is oh, that the one that's real yeah, sweet? and I love yeah, sweet yeah. things. It's like a port wine. Yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah, fantastic. But no, so I don't do Starbucks often because I just do black coffee. Yeah. Um, but no, Starbucks, mm-hmm. you mentioned empowerment. Yes. Read any story mm-hmm. about Howard Schultz and Starbucks and the empowerment that they give their associates yes. and give having a voice. Yep. It's many people who are like, they ask me, why have I been with my employer for 14 years? Mm. And I'll tell them two reasons. I'm empowered and I have a voice. Yes. If you empower me, I can yeah. make more money if I left. I promise you I can make more money if I left. But would I have the same voice that's being mm-hmm. heard? Mm-hmm. And would I be empowered to make decisions that I think are best for me and my group? That's right. Probably and, not. Yeah, and you have to hire, you have to trust that people have their own set of experiences and their own wisdom. And yeah, you. Do, I mean, it's a lot of parenting uh, analogies there you can do as well. But, you know, you, you as a leader, you have to trust people and you have to so empower them and make them better. That's going to say, let's, what, what does empowerment really mean? Like, like, give me an example how someone, and, and it doesn't have to be the CEO or the owner. Right. Now, if, if you're the CEO and the owner, I think empowerment, mm-hmm. I think you understand that. That yeah. basically means delegate and take your hands off right. and trust it'll get done. Yep. It might not get done the way that you would do it. And it may only be done at a 90% right. of, of how you would want it done. Mm-hmm. But that gives you something to build on. You now have a litmus. That's right. And then you can encourage, teach, coach, develop said associate who you just empowered to do it maybe closer to how you do it, or maybe their way was better. Mm-hmm. But I think it's easy for those types of like to understand, oh, that's what empowerment means. But for the average, ordinary, every day, mm-hmm. I'm talking the college student graduating this May, yep. or the person who was you four years out of college, mm-hmm. but what would empowerment mean to them? Yeah, so it, it's, I'll give you a real life example. Um, 
So I have a client recently that wanted to bring on a junior loan officer and he's at a position in his business where he wants to, and some of you listening might be wondering, is that something that I should do or would want to do? Am I at that place? What would that look like? Right? So that's always a, a really interesting time in someone's career, I believe. Anyways, he brought, broke down um, all the all the tactical things that he'd want this person to do, like the 500 steps of of his day or the mm. loan process. And, and then he would say, this is what my junior is going to do, all these things, right? Which is great, and which is fine. I said, let's not, however, in addition to all these things, we're not robots. So you want someone, I, I would assume, right? Do you want someone that is lockstep with you on a big picture goal? You want someone to really grow your business with, take it to the next level, all the good stuff. He said, oh, of course, right? And he's a great leader, really great leader uh, I've known for years. So I said, well, let's not make sure that we lose sight of the big picture and what your ultimate goal is. And that even if the person doesn't do all 184 things that you put on his side and then you kept the other, you know, out of the 500 list, you kept the other things for yourself. Let's make sure that this new junior knows the ultimate goal is you want to have more business naturally, but you want to, uh, you know, have raving fan customers at the end of this, that you want to make sure that everyone that interacts with you walks away thinking, man, I really would love to do more business with this, this team. In other words, I think you can almost over analyze something sometimes as a leader and break it down into too much of the nuts and bolts and lose the bigger picture, which the tie-in for empowerment is, as long as you're clear about communicating what the team or the company goal is and gives people some freedom the empowerment and freedom let them do things like you said their their way let them get there if i say i'm going to meet you dustin um, we're going to meet in in hollywood california next week here's a map of exactly every little turn and every gas station i want you to take to get there that's how some leaders work here's exactly and i want you to do it exactly this way or you could say you know what? Meet me there next Wednesday at four, and you got a phone, right? You yeah. Know how to read a map? Go for it. You know, I'll meet you there. And there's not a there again. It's that's not a, a wrong or right. I don't want someone to think, well, my leader tells me exactly what to do every day. But I do think that there's some room, and you'd be surprised uh, what people will come up with and what value they can bring if you just let them. So the empowerment is um, tell them what the ultimate goal is. Make sure you're communicating exactly what that looks like or needs to look like. And then let them have a little bit of freedom to get it done within reason, right? And believe me, the mortgage business is a very compliant business. Yes. So we understand that there's a lot of that. Um, but yeah, that's it's, what that kind of looks like to me. No, you know, you I love your trust, analogy. Trust them. I love the meeting Hollywood, California analogy at mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Because um, I think as leaders, you have to be, you have to have the ability to inspect what you expect. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if you, if you have to micromanage. Like I would right. encourage people, I don't think you do. And um, like a current book I'm reading on habits, it tells this awesome story about Alcoa, which is like an aluminum, it's the aluminum company of America. It's like a fortune, I think 10 mm-hmm. company in, mm-hmm. in the US. But when they talk about empowerment, they started empowering their employees on safety protocol. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, how can we make our operations safer? You're thinking about aluminum, that's a lot of hot liquid that's being poured. I'm sure there's lots of heavy machinery. Mm-hmm. People probably lose limbs, if not lives, on an annual basis in industries like that. Like think steel sure. mill, but aluminum. Mm-hmm. And the super long story short from the chapter I just most recently, most recently read was a employee, because he was empowered to give feedback on safety, he felt inclined to use that same protocol to give uh, feedback on processes. Mm-hmm. Well, the process he gave feedback on took a department that used to lose $10 million a year 
And now that's profitable by $10 million a year, right? All because someone empowered them. Now they started because it's a habit book. So it's on habit creation, habit for, for, forming. Yep. Just, hey, let's empower people on safety because who can't get behind safety, right? right? The unions Smart. can get behind safety. Yep. The managers can get behind safety. Like no one's going to argue right. about worker safety. Yeah, it's pretty objective. Yep. yep. But then once everyone got in this, this mindset of it's all about safety, and we're empowering people to be safe and to bring ideas and more importantly to report people who weren't being safe or who weren't following yep. protocol now the ideas just started going mm -hmm. so um that's my cool story when i think about empowerment yes. and it's obviously relevant because i just read that chapter like yeah. two nights ago and you're great at that you do empower your your team as a leader have I to mean, you're, yeah i'm a huge if, if you looked at one of my um my my i use old school like notepads yeah, for okay. everything I do too. and and certain notepads are my to-do list but there's certain things that always carry over uh-huh yep and and one is empower it's always written on there empower oh, no kidding. yep, yeah, that's yep. Great. And empower and then you know make sure you let others talk which if you listen to enough of my episodes i don't do that very well but i'm working on it hey no one's perfect i'm working on it what else do you have for us what, so what, are... what did you just say listen <laughs> so that's oh. too funny so i tried to think of like big buckets right i have this pretty comprehensive process that I built now for working with my clients but I thought of what are some big nuggets right that would if you're taking notes or listening in the car it'd be kind of easy to easier to absorb and the next was as a as a leader to to listen and part of that is to to ask literally ask questions what could we do better how are things going um did you understand what we are working on right a ask and then listen it's amazing, and, and I guarantee a lot of people are going to be listening to this this little section and thinking, shaking their heads, yes. It's amazing the information, the ideas uh, that you'll get if you just listen as a leader from your team because they have great ideas. They'll tell you what's going on, right? Write um, this down. Ready? Yes. Right? What could I do for you? Mm, that's right. Hey, what can I do for you? Yep. I mean, for, for me, I love asking. I also love being asked. Mm -hmm. It shows someone sure. cares. That's right. It shows someone cares. Yep. And in uh, life, by the way, right? This is a, that's a big thing. Just boy, it, you know, if sets. you're on a sales call with somebody, yes, you're on a sales call and you, you did your pitch, yep. right? You're asking them to buy your product or buy your service or partner with you. Your last ask mm -hmm. after you've asked for the business should be, what can I do for you? Yeah. And then listen. And then listen, actually listen. Actually yeah. Listen. Yeah. Not like, yeah. Hey, how you doing? Like, right. I really don't care what you're doing. I'm just trying to be nice. That's right. Yeah. But like, and actually listen, Yep. Um, take notes. Take notes. Agreed. Yeah. Isn't it funny how there's so many, as I always, anytime I talk with you, it's great because there's so many common denominators and things. And it's, um, there again, there's not one way to do anything in life. There's a lot of different roads that'll get you there. But it, there are absolutely so many common denominators in what uh, what goes into having a successful career in the mortgage industry and any of the professionals that you talk about in real estate and title. Um, I know there's a lot of people um Personally, I know a lot of people that have binged like all of your episodes, all of your shows. And if you are in that kind of um, mindset where you're listening to a bunch back to back, I'm sure you can even hear it quite literally from all the different experts that you have on talk about all of these things. Oh, you know, they apply in so many different things. So, yeah, if you're not a great listener now um, and there again, maybe you're um, a loan officer. And so you're interacting certainly with with people all the time. How good of a listener are you and do you have some really great open-ended questions like you just gave a great nugget do you have some of those great open-ended questions in your kind of arsenal right and if you don't use that one or come up with a couple um very powerful stuff in in like big makes a big yeah. difference well you know? another one that this, i'm getting i'm getting ready to go down a rabbit hole 
But I remember I was in my early 20s teaching one of my my closest friends through like high school and college. We're on a cruise together. And he was saying to my wife, he was like, how does he just talk to everybody? He's like, I don't get it. Now, he's a bit of an introvert. Mm -hmm. Um, He's like, I just I just don't understand it. So I was like, well, you want me to teach you? He's like, you can't teach this. And now I was probably pulling stuff out of my rear end. But I'm like, Dane, try this. Every time someone says something to you, ask them questions like, how does that make you feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, how do you like that? Yep. If, if you can learn how to say, well, how does that make you feel? Or how do you like that? Or or how, how do you enjoy doing that? Or how did you get started something. doing that? Yes. Something open-ended. Yes. Like yes. it's not a yes, no. Yeah. And then shut up and listen. Mm-hmm. And then when they keep on talking, when they're done talking, ask the, the next version of the same question. Yep. I go, all of a sudden, people are going to love you. Yes. All you did is let them talk for 15, 20 minutes and you listened. Yeah. And hopefully you took notes sure. in your head mentally. You, like yeah. you were taking notes, you were remembering some key points. Yep. And then for someone who talks over people consistently, mm-hmm. for someone who loves to hear himself speak, it is because I do think I have valid things to say. I promise you. You do. You have a lot of great things to say. Cross your fingers. This is what works for me. It might not work for you. I cross my fingers and I, I, do pu- the same thing. I put I it, I put it right on my thigh. Okay. And I cross my fingers the minute the thought comes up because for whatever reason, I won't forget now. If my uh, fingers stay okay. crossed okay. and then I'll just sit here and I'll continue to listen, like continue it. to listen. I do it sometimes underneath the table. If people ever want to know like, what's he doing with his hands underneath the table? There's a lot of jokes there. Yeah, yes. correct. Tons of jokes. Hey, they're up, they're up top. They're up top. <laughs> no, usually I have like, I might have two fingers crossed. I'm just trying to remember to come back yeah, to a certain to a, point. That's a, I love it. I was thinking, I was like, I do the same thing. Similar thing with the fingers um, about asking two questions because I'm a little verbose my, myself, and so I would get talking, and I always would, um, I stole this from someone years ago, when I was speaking with a client doing an application, I would always ask them questions, and then under the table, I'd have a one and a two on my, my fingers, and always ask two follow-up questions to okay. anything they oh, talked I like about. That. So it was always like, okay, I ask one, I'm going to ask another one, and so anyways. All right. Okay. Last. Last one. Last one. Lastly, so um, and there again, this is absolutely one that you can make a market difference in a market improvement in this kind of category if if you so choose, right? Um, and that's confidence. So and not uh, having confidence as a leader, I think it's important, and it doesn't have to be a I'm able to be like Dustin and be on stage and do a keynote and and crush it and you know be well i didn't crush it because i made love to a water you bottle and i kept my left hand in my pocket know, but it's okay i'm sure you crushed it <laughs> um but it doesn't have to look confidence can look different it can be a quiet confidence but when i mean confidence is don't be wishy-washy no you know be convicted in what you're talking about or what you what the mission is that everyone's going towards um being confident and coming across confident you know if you speak there again it doesn't have to be a literal but if you're uh, speaking in a way that's not clear and that you're changing your direction all the time um, what happens is people will not follow you or not want to be influenced by what you're saying because they're just confused right so just thinking about it and there again it can be physical some physical things that do uh, come across but also being just confident and working through your thoughts right um yeah so some too, some, too yeah. bad we couldn't make a potion called a confidence potion yeah that people could drink it's it tough. it's a real you know yeah i mean because like when you start thinking about like how how do you gain confidence mm-hmm. i mean for me i gain confidence i do know yep. when i am exercising daily i do know when i'm eating healthy mm-hmm. i do know when when i'm um working on my mental fitness whether it's with a business coach a life coach yep. or or a, a family therapist okay. i know that i'm at my most confident 
agree. I know that when I'm recently showered and shaved, for me, shaving's a big one. Mm. If mm-hmm. I didn't shave my neck or my cheekbones, you just don't. I just feel dirty. Us and then women if I feel yeah. have makeup, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. I yep. agree so, with you. So yeah. I, I think I think Getting looking ready. good, mm-hmm. you feel good. And then if you get on that stage, and that stage, by the way, could be a one-on-one. It could be an interview for a job, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have to be like, oh, no. Toby's speaking in front of 500 people. It's right. just whatever your stage is. Sometimes my stage is I'm in a, I want a headset mm-hmm. because my audience is, is on their cell phone and we're a thousand miles away. Yep. But I still want to like feel good, look good. I use, um, I stay away from forever words, like mm, always, mm, never. Agree. Right. I, so I stay away Should from words like that. Every time I like, I'm like, yeah. I oh, thousand percent. All, ding, all ding. blah, yes. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. No, is it all? All's a strong word. Right. Every time. Is it Absolutely, every time? Yeah. 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 So like Guarantee. stay, Guarantee. Yeah, stay okay. away from the absolutes. Yeah. And because that's, that helps you if you lack confidence in what you're saying. Yes. You're giving yourself an out. Yes. Right. You give yourself an out. You give yourself a reason to be wrong. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be wrong, by the mm-hmm. way. It's also okay mm-hmm. to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Another one that I use frequently, this is a confidence thing. And as it be, probably comes to communication, so we talked about communication, we talked about confidence. Um, the world as I know it. Hey, this is the world as yeah. I experience it. Yes. Everything I'm getting ready to tell you are based on my personal experiences. Mm-hmm. From my perspective. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the first person I'll tell people, and sometimes it's a funnyism or an out. I'm like, hey, look, I'm biased. Mm-hmm. If I tell you how great my company is, I do think that we're a great company. Yes. I've also been here for 14 years. Yeah. So I may have blinders on. I don't know. Right. But here's what I do know. I know that I'm not willing to leave. Right. So that must mean it must be good. Yeah. And you're building rapport because then people trust you because people know that things, life doesn't, uh, isn't made in absolutes, right? We know that instinctively. Right. So yeah, it makes right away. They're like, oh, I, I get, I connect with this person because I get it. I would say to put a bow on kind of on the whole conversation is, going back to um, working with leaders that maybe um, aren't the best for you in your career and how to identify that, I think this is a big one. If you, uh, to how to improve your confidence is to be around people, both your peers, but also your, your leaders that, that instill confidence in you, that actually you know listen to you, that make you feel good, that don't belittle you, that don't talk down to you. If you're working for someone who's I'm going to berate you or when you bring up an idea, when you go back to the the speaking up, you know, if you bring up an idea and they just bash you, of course, that's going to hurt your confidence. I've been in those roles as a pretty just naturally even confident person, but someone who had worked on my confidence over many years, it can really be eroded pretty quickly when you have someone that, um, you know, talks down to you or isn't kind to you. So get out of those situations, I would tell you, because it's very hard, if not maybe almost impossible to uh, to be in an environment like that and then still, you know, increase your confidence levels. But it could be a mentor. It could be working with a coach to kind of help that practice, all that good. There's a lot of tactics around confidence as well. It's a whole thing, right? Thank so, you. Yeah. Put that back up there. I need it. Oh, okay. Put that back. No, there's grab it. I need it. Oh, okay. Was there something on there? Yeah, I need oh, okay. that. I was actually thinking in my head, she better not put that piece of paper that she <laughs> had strategically <laughs> hidden behind this beautiful bottle of whiskey that was – that was gifted to us by the people over at Jungo. If you need a good CRM, check out Jungo. Yeah. Um, I'm telling you. But, I love, I, yeah, but, but no, you put this little piece of paper in here is to help keep you and I on track because yes. we're two chatty Cathy's <laughs> and we go, blah, 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 keep going. Yep. But I want to thank you because you were circling oh, back to, a, to one of the first two questions I asked you, yep. which was, hey, I'm out interviewing. I want to make sure I interview yes. for a good leader. Yes. Okay. Now we know. Yeah. When you're interviewing with a good leader, ask that leader, that direct report, the hiring manager, can you give me examples about how you show your your associates that you care? Mm-hmm. Can you talk about your effective communication style? How do you communicate to your team? Yep. Can you give me examples of how you empower your team? Mm-hmm. 
how would you rate yourself as a listener? Right. Not done yet. Yeah. Oh, no. no oh, I like to read it upside down better. Like, I felt like I was not cheating as much when, when I was reading it upside down. Now you're like, make me really cheat yes. on it. And then, and then it's, you know, for the confidence you would have to almost, you'd have to gauge that just by, you know, you want to go work for someone who's confident. Exactly. Especially yeah. if they're if a caring, yes. confident person who communicates well, empowers you. And's yep. a good listener. Yep. Uh oh. Yeah. If you're sitting there and someone here at a, in an interview or you know second meeting, what have you, and the person's like totally preoccupied and doing fifty other things and not prioritizing that conversation, you know, there's some key signs right in the beginning, yeah. right? But I would also say, um, as a shout out to you, Dustin, a, a thousandfold. First of all, because I just respect you immensely. Well, thank you. And have always done so, done so. Um, but you know go work for someone like, like Dustin. I mean, there's enough, enough wonderful, great people out there. Um, so, you know, you have choices yep. certainly, right? We, we can go and you can pick up your, your, uh, coins or your chips that, or whatever you want to say. That, 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 that focus is called 40 for 30, 40 volts for 30 seconds. That's all it takes. Oh, interesting. That's all it takes oh, to, okay. to really make a connection with yeah, somebody. A, yeah. But yeah. So if, if you're trying to figure out, do I work for a good leader? Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you, do they care about you? Right. Are they good communicators? Are they empowering you? Do they listen to you when you talk? Do they give you 40 for 30? Mm -hmm. And then what type of confidence are they instilling in you or what type of confidence are they displaying? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Do they ever ask people? And then talk to, I also talk to other uh, people if you have the opportunity to, to, to chat with other, if you're in that interview stage, you know, talk with other people in the, in the organization and see what they say. Cause sometimes, you know, we can all put our best, you know, face forward for a little short amount of time, but the, uh, yeah. That is amazing advice. Yeah. I've, I've yet to interview someone where I've, I've said, Hey, look, if you go to this website, you'll find a roster of our associates. Yeah. I don't want to tell that's you which strong. one to call, call them. Yeah. Let's call five of them. Yeah, that's strong. I go, I'm, I don't know what they're going to say, yeah. but I, I only want you to come work here if you did that mm -hmm. and you knew what you're getting yourself into. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Toby, thank you so much. If thank people need to get a hold of you, thanks. what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, so luckily, I guess or unluckily, however you want to look at it, I have an unusual name, so there's not many Toby Moyles out there. So if they Google me, they'll find all sorts of But it's of Toby websites. with an I. Toby with an I. With an I. That's right. Um, so yeah, so they can just Toby Google me. Moyle. T-O-B-I-M-O-Y-L-E. Yes. Toby Moyle. Her company is Life is a Ladder. Last ask. Oh, In February okay. of yes. 2023. We are confident that we're going to be hosting a TLOP live. This is a live event awesome. for the TLOP audience. We're going to host it in Orlando, Florida. It's going to be probably a day, day and a half sales, oh. mastermind, workshop, empowerment. Great. Would you be a part of that? Oh, I'd be honored. Are You'd you be a part of that? Kidding? Yes. And I'm so excited. I'm like, I said, I'm going to mark my whole uh, February off right now so I can awesome. make sure whatever day it is that I'm available. We're, we're, I will be there with bells on. We're going to so see what, what we can do. I think I can get Mike Smalley. Who's a ninety million dollar mortgage producer? Yeah, There's a chance because I just hung out with them. Maybe I can get Renee Rodriguez. We could put together a pretty badass event here in Orlando, awesome. um, and we'd open it up first and foremost to our TLAP listeners and okay. and their friends and family and their awesome. coworkers. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I, I do not miss event for sure. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. She's Toby Moyle. I'm Dustin Owen. You've tuned into the Loan Officer Podcast. That's all the time we have for you today. But we will catch you on the next episode. Peace. Okay.